0: Block Talk Radio
1: Good Morning everybody, a yes to the morning. This is mcgowan here in the mama levitt show with everyone else uh mama levitt is not even here yet mama levitt had a conference call at 10 o'clock and so she's going to call in when she's when she's ready but miss mar is here good morning miss mara
2: good morning how are you
1: i'm good you know hanging in there it's wednesday so for those of you listening our, our call in number is 516 again 516 um, we'd love to hear from you guys. We only had about three callers on Monday. Hopefully we can get some more today. Just just call in. You talk about anything you want. You can ask questions. You can just call and say hi. Anything you want to do, but we'd like to uh to hear from you guys. If not, we have our own stuff to do. But hopefully you guys are you know, the students are the reason why we're doing the show, so hopefully you guys can can jump in. Uh first of all, let's start off with some shout outs. So I listened to the Monday episode of the seventh grade podcast, the COVID girls, as opposed to Visco girls. Apparently, <laughs> so Misty Filippo and I have been working on, you know, come up with some interesting ideas. And so she asked me if I would listen and just give some feedback. I thought it was it was really good. One thing that they that they did, which I wanted to copy, because you know, in education, we we copy everything. I don't know if kids know that, Miss Mara, that we just like steal oh and copy. Oh my from-
2: Oh, stealing and copying is the best way to do things. I think.
1: Right. I mean, there's, there's no sense in reinventing the wheel. I do. I say that all the time in basketball. Like, I'll, I'll, we're going over this new play or this new defense, and I'll be like, Yeah, I got this from Kansas, or I got this from the St. Mary's coach. Or, I stole this from yep. someone. So you That's what you do. You steal the best things that you find.
2: Absolutely. It's I. One of my favorite things to do when I go to copy things, like at the actual copy machine, is uh see what other people have left there and then copy it for myself.
1: Yeah. I like to do that too. I I like to steal things. And I mean, then I'll I'll usually tweak it and make it something that's worth, This is something that works for like for me and for like for my room, but the ideas are all out there. I mean, if I get to, if I get a new idea, then I usually will go with it. But anyway, so that's just a little rant about uh, the seventh grade team giving shout outs to students. So I just want to give out a shout out last week or yeah, last episode on Monday, we talked about just different options that you have to keep up with your schoolwork. And I know it's it's getting into week two of Corona-cation and I'm still getting quite a few Corona journals, but I'm getting it from, from kind of the same people. And I'd love to see more people kind of logging on to the Google Classroom and, and working on some of the journals, some people I expected, some people I didn't expect. And But what the seventh grade did was they looked at their I-Ready and people doing I-Ready. And I would really recommend for our students to be doing I-Ready. Definitely math, Mm -hmm. uh, but also ELA too. Yeah, because we've done, I don't know know if the students know this, Ms. Mara but every time we did our I-Ready back in the fall, and then I think we did it again in January, those results and what you did and which ones you got right, which ones the students got wrong, that gets recorded by the I-Ready system. And so the lessons that you get, on iReady are designed specifically for you. Mm-hmm. So if you do that, yeah. So if the kids, if, if the students are doing their iReady, they're, they're going to get better at things that they specifically need to work on and some of their, some of their weaknesses. So for ELA, I just want to give a shout out to the top five students for this week so far with their time on task for ELA iReady. And number five was Yuri. Number four was Riley. Riley, but no Allie. So what's Allie doing? You no, know, Riley's <laughs> there. Riley's being studious, but her twin sister is off gallivanting or whatever. Uh, number three is Wendy. Uh, number two was uh, one of our one of our recurring callers, Giovanni. When Giovanni is taking time out of playing video games and coming up with, with creepy idioms, he's been doing some I ready. <laughs> and number one for the eighth grade for both ELA and math, Junior. So good. Very for nice. Good for these guys. So I'm gonna throw some bonus points at all five of those of those uh, of those students for some iReady. And then Miss NATO sent me the top five for math, and there's a couple of overlies. Um, oh I it actually answers my question from earlier. Well, number five for math was Kesta. Number four was Riley, so Riley's killing it at number four in both the ELA <laughs> and math. Keely is number
2: three. Oh, good
1: for Keely. Although I don't think Keely showed up on her ELA yet. Um, Allie is number two. So there's my answer as to where Allie was. Allie's been doing, okay. her, she's been doing her math already. And then number one, also, Junior. So there you go. Nice. Junior, Good job, Junior. Junior, Allie, Riley, and Casus. So shout out to those guys. Um, on Monday, I gave a shout out to our Micro Story winners. So just an announcement. All of our micro stories, number three, are past due. If you didn't turn one in, you should have got an email from me. Um, And I've gotten a lot of them back since then. But if you want to continue to write micro stories, I would encourage people to do that. And on Mondays, I'll share some. I'll I'll come up with some of my own stories. Mr. Crowley is also good at writing micro stories. So, Mr. Crowley, if you're listening, I know you said you were going to try to listen to If you're listening, write with some of your patented micro stories. And feel free to throw some shade at Adam or whatever you want to do uh, (laughs) <laughs> to keep you interesting. Uh, Miss Meyer, do you have any announcements or anything to, for housekeeping things before we move on?
2: Yes, I do. So um, a couple of things. I've gotten some feedback about the news ELA articles that I posted that you guys aren't um, able to answer the questions. So I apologize about that. Don't worry about it. Um, in the meantime, I've posted a new article or it's like a series of article it's a time news magazine for you guys to read and keep an eye out within the next couple of days there will be some questions um multiple choice and i think probably one open response question to answer as always i will count it as extra credit um and it's very relevant it has to do with everything that's going on um with the covid 19 and everything so i think you'll enjoy it
1: cool i think the the time kids Everything's free these days.
2: Everything's free, which is nice.
1: Everything's free. And we were just talking on our our group text, our group teacher text. Um, Of course, any students listening right now are like, ew, group teacher text, ew. (laughs) This Ward made a point that Audible, which is an app where you can get audio books and podcasts and all kinds of things, Audible is offering, I think she said, a 30-day free subscription.
2: Yeah, it is. I actually checked it out yesterday. I'm still trying to figure out how Audible uh, works. I don't think they let you just, I could be wrong, but I don't think they let you just read like as many books as you want, but um, it lets you read a couple books at a time, I think, or listen to a couple books at a time. And it's usually $15 a month and and it's free for 30 days.
1: Right. So that'd be great. That'd be cool thing to check out. I tried actually yesterday, I spent an hour down here in my man cave uh, radio studio Just doing, I was reading 48 pages of the novel Refugee, which is going to be one of, it was supposed to be one of our side books for the rest of the year, but I'm not sure if we're going to get to it. But I wanted to do a reading of it and to have up here and to have kids and just be able to follow along. I was going to do like, you know, 50 pages on Tuesdays and Thursdays when we're not doing the podcast. But then I went to listen to it and the audio didn't come out very good. So... Huh. I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm gonna look into a different way of doing that. But I'd love to be able to have that, just to have for future classes too. Like for next year, when we read the novel as a whole class, uh, mm-hmm. we, we're still gonna be outsiders. But I want to be able to pair Refugee with A Diary of Anne Frank, because there's a lot yeah, of similarities. Cool. And if anyone is listening and you want to check out the book, I would highly recommend it. It's uh, the novel's called Refugee, and it's by Alan Gratz. And I'll just read you the back, the back cover. Three different kids, one mission in common, escape. Joseph is a Jewish boy living in 1930s Nazi Germany. With the threat of concentration camps looming, he and his family board a ship bound for the other side of the world. Isabel is a Cuban girl in 1994. With riots and unrest plaguing her country, she and her family set out on a raft, hoping to find safety in America. Mahmoud is a Syrian boy in 2015. With his homeland torn apart by violence and destruction, he and his family begin a long trek toward Europe. All three kids go on harrowing journeys, all face unimaginable dangers, but there is always the hope of tomorrow. And although Joseph, Isabel, and Mahmoud are separated by continents and decades, shocking connections will tie their stories together in the end. So I haven't even read this book yet. This was suggested to our eighth-grade Ela teachers by one of the the teachers at the parlin, and so mm-hmm. I'm reading it for the first time, and I read 48 pages yesterday, and I'm like super into it right now, and I was so i to say, hoping, are you
2: hooked already?
1: Yeah, I'm totally hooked, and I mean that's the thing about books, and I've I've heard a lot of kids this year say things like, oh, who reads books? <laughs> well, like, here's who reads books: smart people, <laughs> interesting people, exactly. people who want to you know get out of their comfort zone and and try something. This is I'm I'm totally hooked on this book. I'm 48 pages in, and hopefully today I'll be able to read some more. But if if anyone has the ability to have it, I'm going to get a bunch of copies for next year. Obviously, it doesn't help us right now, but. Um, and Refugee- you said, Mr.
2: McGowan, you said it is available on Aud- on Audible or no? Great question.
1: I don't know. I I didn't look to see if it's on Audible. But if you're interested okay. in doing the Audible, yeah. If you're interested in doing the Audible. Um, free trial for this month then that's one suggestion that I would have to start out with, especially because, you know, if, if we do go back to school or if we do end up doing some kind of more mandatory distance learning for fourth quarter, we're going to be doing the Diary of Anne Frank, and I know your classes are going to be doing that too, Ms. Mara. And so yes. I figured there would be a good thing that we could sort of connect things together with because there's a, there's, a, there's a great connection yeah. with Anne Frank, with the Nazi germany as connects with, with Cuban culture, the girl Isabel from the 90s in Cuba and as a Cuban refugee, and then something even more recent in 2015 in Aleppo, Syria, which is really just within the last, I mean, literally five years. So it's like really right. it's still happening right now.
2: Mm-hmm. I hear Eden. Yeah, I'm wondering. <laughs> if she might be calling me, but she knows that I'm on the podcast. So yeah,
1: Eden. we're all good. All right. So there's our, there's our announcements for today. When, when Mama Levick is on, we'll be able to have her give any announcements that she has. I'm expecting Mr. Jaffe to call in later. Um, Mr. Jaffe posted on his Google Classroom a story by Ray Bradbury, science fiction author. And I think he's also the author of Fever Dream, which was a story I posted last week. But the st- story was called All Summer in a Day. And it's available on Mr. Jaffe's uh, classroom it's also i think it's from common lit but i was able to print out a copy yesterday it's a quick read it's only i think four pages long and we can discuss it later with, with if when mr jaffe calls in so five one six five nine zero zero nine nine seven. that's five one six five nine zero zero nine nine seven. if you want to call in and talk about really anything that's on your mind or if you have any questions or if you want to answer today's question of the day which I can throw out. Oh, before I get to that, we also have our math problem that no one has the answer. No one got the answer on Monday. So the math problem is still for grabs for a prize. So I'll just read the math problem one more time. If your allowance was a penny a day and then it doubled every day, how many days would it take you to have a thousand dollars? So how many days would it take you to have a thousand dollars, and that was that's our math question of the day. Um, let's get Mr. Jaffe on the line because he is on the line with us. So Hi, let's get him on. Hi, Mr. Jaffe. Good morning.
2: Hi, Mr. Jaffe. This is
1: very
0: exciting for me. Hi, is that Ms. Mara.
1: Good morning.
2: Yes. Good morning, Mr. Jaffe. Great How's to hear
1: from do, you. We're doing good. We're, we're hanging in there. We're social socially distancing. There
0: you go. <laughs> I'm socially distancing. But I have to go to Dunkin' Donuts takeout every morning.
1: Yeah, I was I was doing that for a while, but I, I haven't I haven't gone the past couple of days. I'm trying to kind of wean myself off that.
0: Right, <laughs> right, right.
1: So my wife does Starbucks. I'm well, I, Starbucks I are closed.
0: Yeah, we're all good here. We're just waiting for this to end.
1: Yeah, we might be waiting Same a long here. time. Same here.
0: So thank you for mentioning um, Google Classroom. I put. Things on Google Classroom. There are three lessons up there. Uh, there's a webquest rock cycle, which is continuing where we left off from uh, uh, Earth science, and there's a jog layers of the Earth, and there's a piece that Mr. McGowan had mentioned uh, all summers in day, along with a video that goes along with it. And, uh, oh, there's a video really too. Con- I put a video up. Yes, very good. And it has some connections to what's going on today, where uh, lots of kids are cooped up on Venus. Ray Bradbury was a science fiction writer, and kids are cooped up on Venus because it's raining for years, and they get kind of mean toward other kids. And it's kind of like we're cooped up for a virus, and they're cooped up because they can't get outside. So it's how people how people handle being sequestered for so long, which is yeah. which is a fancy word for
1: being cooped up sequestered. that was the mm-hmm. vocab work we had last year i don't think we had it this year it's funny you mentioned that Mr. so, Jaffe, uh, because there's so many there's so many connections between that story i mean and it does have kind of a twist ending that we don't want to give away any spoilers but right it is interesting about the, some of the parallels i mean the kids are on venus it's been seven years since the sun shone and there's like legends it's like some of the kids have right, never even stuck inside right is the one girl who came from Earth, I think, when she was four. And so she remembers the sunshine and Correct. she remembers them. And some she of the other how kids. How
0: beautiful it is. And, right. right. I also and have a webcam actually, up. Oh, yeah, I'm ahead. sorry, Mr. McGowan. Go ahead. Oh, I just a delay. I haven't figured out yet. Oh, no, yeah, what I was, was going to say is I, I put up a, a chick hatching webcam. So check it out. I think there are two eggs that might hatch today. And uh I think one hatched yesterday, so uh that's up. I'm trying to put it, interesting things I find just to get you guys away from whatever uh other things you're doing online so check it out. go to Google classroom. bonus points will be available when we get back and I know that
1: I we'll, that's we'll get great back. Mr. Jeff, they, that I think we, and and we're all putting some stuff up, we're all putting things that we think are interesting and like, just to reiterate to the students, like, none of this work is mandatory, but at the same right. time, you, sh- you should be doing something. I mean, you're, you're going to let your brain go to mush. I mean, I'm, I'm reading a lot of journals where kids are writing, "What I'm so bored, I'm so bored, I'm so bored, and I mean, that's fine. I, I mean, we're bored, too, but <laughs> the mind has to find a way to occupy itself, and so you got plenty of stuff you could do, and, you know, we're not going to, we're going to try to find interesting things, I'm not going to bog you down with with sort of dense, deep, tough reading, because no, you need us. Not. Yeah, because the, the, the students, like, need need their teachers to be able to interpret that kind of stuff. But as, as long as we're just – I mean, I put up the Twilight Zone episode, and I know Ms. Meyer and I watched it the other night. Yeah. give me another one. Which I up episode today. was
0: that? I,
1: so, Mr. Jaffe, the one for
0: examination I,
1: day? No, so I've suggested that, to the students – there's going to be this one that I posted on Monday. There's another one I'll put up later today. So, season one, episode one, and it's called Where Is Everybody? And Okay. It, it's a, it's be, I'll just give you a quick um, synopsis of the beginning. I don't want to reveal anything for anyone who's listening who hasn't watched it yet. But at the beginning, there's just a man wearing kind of like a military uniform, and he finds himself in this, this small town. And the town appears to be abandoned but there's all these signs of like there's a there's a cigarette butt that's still still burning and there's stuff on the stove that's still cooking so there's this bizarre sort of um, experience of waking up or just kind of finding yourself with amnesia in this small town and there's nobody else there and then like most Twilight Zone episodes there's an ironic twist at the end so that's one and then later today I'm going to put up also from season one, but episode twenty-two, and it's called "The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street," and it's an all-time classic. Yeah, I've
0: seen them all. Article. I just didn't know the names. Of, like, when you told me what happened, I, I saw that the first one. What, what happens in the monsters? Uh,
1: well, on Maple street? The Maple Street one. I'll, I'll, again, I'll give a quick summary. Um, there is a small suburban street called Maple Street, and there's some sort of like unidentified flying object. Goes over and no one really knows what it is And this eight year old boy in town Says that it's oh and, and then all the power Goes out in the town or just on the street All the power goes out on Maple Street and so no, Everyone is sort of dumbfounded as to what happened And this an eight year old boy I think his name is Timmy Which is I think it's like the standard name for any Like 1950s and 60s Like young man <laughs> character Timmy Timmy <laughs> right I'm thinking of Lassie um like comic, oh Yeah, so the eight-year-old boy reads comic books and then he says it's it's aliens, and then everyone else starts to ask questions about the people on the street and they get a little suspicious about some of their neighbors, blah blah blah. So I don't want to again give it away, but it's an interesting commentary on kind of the world in which we're living in, and that's why I'm glad you posted a science fiction article because science fiction is such a window into our own world, and it's right. always right. it always comments on. I mean, Ray Bradbury. I mean, not Ray Bradbury. Um, Rod Serling for the Twilight Zone kind of went a little overboard at times, and that he kind of made his point and then just sort of hammered it in. But there's some of the episodes are just truly classic, and they're really good. And they and even though it's 60 years old, they still apply and they hold up today. Right, so Which I was, is that's like the mark of movie. great
2: television
1: yeah go ahead Miss Mara.
2: i was gonna say that's always the mark of great like novels and television is like if they can hold up over time and i feel like the twilight zone definitely is able to do that
1: it really does and what one thing i like think is great about it is um is something like shakespeare and like you know whenever i when i taught shakespeare when i was teaching at the high school the students always be like oh it's so old yeah but it's you read it and then they love it like it's still relevant today because as miss levitt will tell us human nature does not change
0: doesn't change right
1: mm-hmm. all right we're going right. to pause if you've right.
0: ever heard of a, a big play Jackson. on broadway called west side story and it's yep. based on romeo and juliet
1: romeo and juliet what, the sharks in the Jets for the capulets and the montagues uh, there you That's go right. Yeah, our students are going to get into, they're going to get introduced to that um, next year for sure, ninth grade. All right, Mr. Jaffe, stay in the line. We're going to pause and do a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back and do some headlines.
3: Mr. Okay. Rippermore? Yes, Dorothy. A reporter and crew from New Center Seven Wastebusters are here to see you, sir.
0: New Center Seven.
3: Wastebusters. They expose mind boggling waste of taxpayers' money right here in the Miami Valley. What do
1: they want with
0: me? They said
3: you sold the government a ballpoint pen, sir. So? For a thousand dollars.
1: Well, it came with refills.
0: And a jar of
3: paper clips for two thousand dollars. They were
1: multicolored
0: paper clips. Uh huh. Red ones, blue ones. What should
3: I tell the Wastebusters, sir? Do they
0: have lights and cameras?
3: And the ballpoint pen, sir. Tell
0: them I went out my window, down the fire escape, and then booked down the street screaming like a madman.
3: I don't think they'll believe that, sir. Mr. off Uh-oh.
1: Watch News Center 7 expose government waste right here in the Miami Valley and see the Wastebusters in action.
3: You can't escape them, sir! They're the Wastebusters!
1: News Center 7 Wastebusters. Weeknights at 6. Coverage you can count on.
3: They'll find him.
1: All right, we're back here on the Mama Levitt Show, and I'm here with Miss Mara, and we have Mr. Jaffiah as our special guest, and we should be getting Miss Levitt on pretty soon. Um, before we get to headlines, I, we have the next thing on our agenda is the question of the day. So on Monday, we asked a question of the day involving cutting off limbs. I'm going to avoid a cutting off limbs question today because I don't want anyone with any inappropriate answers. Um, but again, our caller number is 516 997. If you want to call in, today's question of the day, and this will go out to Ms. Mara and Mr. Jaffe right now. If you had to project yourself into the past, but you could never return, where and when would you go, and what would you try to accomplish?
2: Oh, goodness.
1: So if you well, had to... So now, <laughs> father <laughs> going so longer <laughs> than this
0: show is... Uh... It's be yeah, which course.
1: era of history would you want to, this is question number 31 in my book of questions. Which era of history would you most want to live in if you, could never, if you knew you could never come back?
2: So I feel like whenever I read about the past, the recurring thought or like the, the repeating thought I always have is, gee, I'm really glad I didn't live back then because of how tough things were, because of how strict things were. So that's a tough question because I kind of like living in the in the time I'm living in now, (laughs) especially as a woman, you know, as a single mom. Like, there's just so many things that weren't accepted back back in the day. So, Mr. Jaffe, you want to go first on that one?
0: You know, if I it's it's a hard question. I would say just off the top of my head, without putting a lot of thought into it, the like the very late 30s. I know that wasn't a good time in Europe, but it was a time I think in America where Americans were coming out of the Depression. There was more prosperity. And I know war was looming, but I think things in America were pretty good. There was, Hmm. uh, you know, like a a, a, uh, golden era of literature and music and movies. And I think... People kind of enjoyed living in, during that time. Little did they know, a few years down the road, how terrible things would get. But I think for that little window, late thirties, nineteen thirty-eight, nineteen thirty-nine, it might have been an interesting time to uh, to live through. Unfortunately, things progressed, and look what happened during the forties.
1: Yeah, look at yeah. so many of the so many great movies and classic movies came out in the early forties. Yeah, late thirties. Wizard of Oz, Gone with the Wind, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, um, yeah, all those, but then of course the whole and World you think,
0: And Mr. McGowan, all, you know, those authors that were right you know, Hemingway and Faulkner and there's so many, you know, great writers that were Fitzgerald, writing. Well,
1: those. Fitzgerald was more the 20s, but he wrote into the 30s.
0: Uh, uh, who
1: was? F. Scott Fitzgerald.
0: Uh, oh right, right, but uh what I said uh Hemingway, right, and for sure yeah. was a little earlier, right.
1: Um
0: but there was just there were paintings, there were uh Rose, uh President Roosevelt uh started a uh artist project, so there were paintings and museums and and it just seemed like a, a cool time or an interesting time to be around. Mm. But I'm happy with things the way they are now in two thousand twelve. Yeah, me
1: too. I, it's, it's interesting. That I love what this Mara said about anytime you go in the past, like it's only going to be good if you're like a certain, <laughs> if you're like a certain demographic of people. It's not going to be <laughs> right, Exactly. Not going to be good. Absolutely. You know the. I the think comedians. I have an
2: answer though. Yeah, go ahead. No, well, yeah, I was thinking like ancient Greece might be a cool time to go back to, just because all the science and history and math stuff going on. Um, and it seemed to be like a pretty cool time for, for all people that lived. Well, I don't want to say all, but most people that lived in that society. So that yeah, if you, were, if you were, semester.
1: if you were an Athenian, <laughs> not if you Exactly. Were
2: yes. I would be an Athenian, of course, not like a, somebody captured from a foreign land.
1: Yeah. I Right. I was thinking the same thing, um, either ancient Greek or ancient Roman times would have loved to just have lived in ancient Roman times and just the culture that they had in Rome so far like ahead of its time. Um, uh-huh. and also just to be able to speak Latin. Like but just yeah. to hear what Latin what Latin sounds like. Because no one really knows. Right. No one knows what Latin sounds like. No one really knows how it was pronounced.
2: Well right, when I said Latin it was very like learning you know, Caesar's battle I don't know, diaries and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like, well, I just want to know how they had like a regular conversation, like, hey, <laughs> how are you? Like what'd you pick up at the store? You know, those kinds of conversations.
1: Semper Ubi sub ubi, as I learned that in high school Latin. Always wear underwear. Semper Ubi yes, sub that's
2: one of my favorites.
1: <laughs>
2: <All
0: right. laughs> All right. Lux A luxe verte. Soap is truth. I don't know where I picked it. Oh, up
1: that L- one. Lux is soap. Yes, yeah, soap. <laughs> um, then all over like the classroom, I, I went to Catholic school. And it was Ubi Caritas et Amor Deus I- EBS. Where there is love and charity, there is God. Shout out to Mrs. Crane, my go. high school teacher. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's do headlines. So we'll do, I will read off just a few. I, I, I put together some, some quick headlines from today, from New and also from today's Boston Globe. Um, I'll do them real quick. If you guys want to comment on them, you can comment quick, and then we'll just move on. It's a quick segment, and then we'll get to Ms. Mara's article about the woman that can smell diseases. And then we'll get to Mrs. Levitt's article about the financial irresponsibility of Americans. And so, let's see. Headlines. On March 24th, the Tokyo Olympics that were set to take place this summer were postponed until 2021. The announcement ended weeks of guessing about whether the games would go on ahead as scheduled because of the coronavirus pandemic. The IOC said the games will be held no later than summer 2021, and they will still be called the 2020 Tokyo Olympics. The White House and Senate leaders of both parties struck an agreement late Tuesday on a sweeping $2 trillion measure to aid workers, businesses, and health care systems strained by the rapidly spreading coronavirus outbreak. The unprecedented economic rescue would give direct payments to most Americans, expand unemployment benefits, and provide a $367 billion program for small businesses to keep making payroll while workers are forced to stay home. Mr. Jaffe, are we going to get free money in the mail? I think we
0: are going to get money in the mail. Yeah. Although it's that not
1: be free, nice. money. free.
0: It's not free. Someone's going to pay for it, but I think there'll be a check for uh, coming through for us. It's good.
1: Great. Here's another, another news. Prince Charles, the heir to the British throne has tested positive for the coronavirus. The princess Clarence house office says the 71 year old is showing mild symptoms of COVID-19 and is self isolating at a Royal estate in Scotland. Got to be tough to be Prince Charles. you're, well, you're like self-isolating in, in a castle, right? <laughs> right. <Is we> gonna, <laughs> I'm self-isolating <laughs> in my little ranch house in Everett. He's at a royal estate in Scotland. I think he's all right. But I mean, tough. I mean, what a tough luck to be Prince Charles. I mean, you're you're 71 years old. You still you're a man that has to go by Prince in your 70s. Your mom just you, you want to be king, and your mom is just holding on for into her like well into her mid 90s and showing no signs of of slowing down right right um another in toy news the baby the baby yoda toy void the destroyer of many 2019 holiday shopping hopes is officially coming to an end this spring that was the official word from the far far away galaxy known as the big apple in mid-february as disney and lucasfilm gathered journalists days ahead of toy fair new york to show off their baby yoda wares of all forms from pajamas to pop sockets ones that will finally be in star wars fans eagerly outreached palms I can buy some Baby Yoda stuff. I'm into Baby Yoda. I'm a fan.
0: Well, you have a, a, a demographic, right?
1: You <laughs> right.
0: Have two little Baby Yodas running around your house? Well,
1: on our, on, on our Disney Plus accounts, I don't know if you guys have Disney Plus, but you get to pick your, your avatar. So mine is Yoda, and then Michaela's is Baby Yoda, which is kind of cool. Oh. There you go. What's Jonathan's? And Jonathan's is Catboy from PJ Masks which is a reference that you okay. probably have no idea of. No, I have no idea. That's beyond me. Only those of us with toddlers. And my last headline for, for today, this is from Clinton, Massachusetts. A 40-vehicle caravan of teachers and staff members from Clinton public schools drove in a parade with a police escort around the town on Tuesday. Students and parents lined the streets of town as the parade rolled through, and teachers and principals shouted greetings and encouragement to the children who stood on the sidewalk. What a cool idea! It's Nice. You know, I put balloons. I, worry in I saw that. That was a great story. Yeah, it was a great was story a great though. You know, Mar, Do you think if we did a teacher parade, do you think our kids would come out? I think they would just stay in their houses and just be on their video games. I um, they'd
2: come out. <laughs> I'd be a little really worried nice. about social distancing rules at this point, but hey, you know, at least it's outdoors.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it drove through, and like they, I guess, like the the mayor and the principals, they all had like little signs on the side. So maybe we should organize right. uh, an English school. We'll just drive around like West Everett. We'll go up and down the streets. That's uh, great.
0: I, I, think I miss I everybody. I miss the students. <laughs> I miss the teachers. I mean, it just doesn't seem right sitting I in, uh self-isolating on in the middle of March.
1: I could take I know, a week I in
0: February, a week in April, and a couple weeks July and August, but. This doesn't seem right
1: at all. I know it's very strange. I expect to see like lots of snow outside. Although they did get nine inches of snow in in uh in in my in-law's, in laws, my in laws house okay. a couple ago. Um, yeah, yeah it was a lot of as rain. Far as with the, the one man parade. I think that's going that might have to happen. I might, <laughs> have, I might just snap one of these days and just drive up and down the one way streets between like Main Street and and Bell Rock Street and just honking <laughs> the horn. Probably get a probably get arrested, but you know whatever I can. <laughs> Whatever I can do to uh, to get you know keep the spirits up, Miss Lovett. If you're calling, oh, if, yeah, if call Murray, in, you guys, yeah, this, call back in. You
0: should save this audition to you. You guys got to save this for like an ESPN morning show. You know, McGowan on sports and and Mara with the news. This, this could be a uh, this could be big.
2: <laughs> I'll tell we'll, you, it's definitely we'll something that. to look forward to in the morning. So it keeps us regular, I think.
1: Yeah. Gives me something to prepare for. Uh, Miss Tringali uh, emailed me and said that she thinks I should be doing the morning announcements. <laughs> Although, see, she doesn't, she, won't, she doesn't know know me well enough, though, because I would turn them into like a game show.
0: <laughs>
1: I'd, have to, I'd I'd make people like call in. Do you remember? I, I don't know. You, you weren't on the team yet, Miss Mara, but a couple of years ago, um, some of the some of the eighth graders said to Miss Levitt, They said, Miss Levitt, I think Mr. McGowan has a gambling problem. Like, everything is, like, a competition, or, like, when I have, like, my little Wheel of Fortune that I, <laughs> the Wheel of Fortune that I Do you still didn't. play blackjack in there? I haven't played blackjack in a couple years with, with the kids, no. I, I did Maybe I did it once this year, but, okay. like, up until last, I think last year or the year before, we, we were playing some blackjack in, during indoor recess. Um, 9309, is that Mama Love it? Hi, Mama Love it.
3: Hello? Hi, can you hear
1: me? Hi, you're me? on. Hi, you're on. We can
3: hear you. You Hi can Yes. Hi
0: Mr. Jeffy. How are you? Hi
3: Miss Mara. I'm well. How are you? I'm doing all right. So how is
0: so it? Sorry,
3: you? I was late. I had I had to be on a conference call for a long time. <laughs> <That's> okay. <laughs> Mom, Everything
0: Mr.
3: fine, Mr.
0: McG- Yeah, it's all right. Mr. Mr. McGowan, with your permission, can I put a picture of you with your scally cap on St. Patrick's <laughs> Day with your your Irish scarf and deal, dealing the cards out to the kids a couple of years ago. Yes.
1: that is a that is a classic right, I'll put
0: one.
1: Uh, you can right, I, that. I, I just
0: ran across it the other day. Okay, this was, check the Google. I'll try to put it up on Google Classroom. All
1: right, yeah, this was this was before the casino was open, so I. Um,
0: Correct. I decided,
1: <laughs> I decided I would I would introduce our our young Everett residents to to the the joys of. And then well, you know, the maybe some. on from that
0: table that I saw uh, that I've I've never seen.
1: I know there was Life and, and, guilt. There were, and, and we were giving away. I, w- I would give away um, a drawing entry to whoever had the most at the end of at the end of the indoor recess. Well, because it's it's an interesting. <laughs> like, you know when I play blackjack, I. You know, it's all I'm, math. I'm, I'm kind of, it's math, and it's also it's a battle against Probability. human nature. I mean, the, the human nature is right. to get, I mean, you start losing and you get frustrated and you want to and you just like put more in. And then you start making rash decisions and you make decisions that are not based on reason. You make them right. that are based on emotion. And that's what the casino expects you to do. And there's a great movie right. from well, I read the book. The first book is was, was a Ben Mesrick book. It's called Bringing Down the House. But there's right. a movie called Those 21. Those are the, the MIT was, guys, right? Yeah, exactly. The MIT blackjack team. And how they had system, and Kevin Spacey, even though he's been canceled in all these days, and
3: rightfully so, right.
1: Kevin Spacey plays the, like, the prof, MIT professor who was, like, the head of this MIT blackjack team where they recruited different people, and they had different kind of categories, and there were people – some people were, like, the ones that just sat at the table playing the minimums, and they would – they just kept the count in their head, and then the other people would come in. They would be like the big whales, and you know, the whale is a gambling term that someone just throws lots of money around. So when the count was good and it was in their favor, the the whale would come sit down and put down some huge bets. It was fascinating stuff, and it's 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 they, and they really figured out how to mathematically take human nature out of the equation because that's how you get screwed at the casino. Is oh. frustrated. And then you let your emotions take over. You have to stay rational. So yep. How the heck did get, How did we get on blackjack?
2: You and your scally cap. Oh Apparently. Oh yeah, right,
1: my scally cap. Anyway, Miss Levitt, welcome back to the show. We missed you the first half hour. Um, anything? Is there anything, Miss Levitt, that you want to announce or any? Um, anything's coming on Uh-oh. down the pipe from you?
3: Um, the only thing I did is I added a crash course um, video on um, separation of powers as a review and with some questions to fill out. And then I also did an article on the bubonic plague and the black death and how it's led globally. And I was looking at the kids to do some comparisons and contrasting from that to today's coronavirus. So I put that on there. Um, Yep. And in the news, the only thing like I had put up the article, and I don't know if you already did it, um, about um, Americans not being financially ready and kind of being financially irresponsible. So in times of crisis, they don't have any money.
1: Yeah, w- I was just about to get to that because I was reading the article. And can you maybe, miss? Litt, can you kind of explain what – this article talked about in terms of what people were doing to be irresponsible financially?
3: Well, I think what they're saying is 80% of most Americans live paycheck to paycheck um, and that only about 40% of Americans have about $1,000 in savings if they have a savings account, which is not a lot of money when you consider what rents are today and your monthly expenses. I know in the past, like, it's always been recommended that you have about three months' salary saved at least at minimum for emergency purposes so that you can pay your bills and not see a huge, you know, a loss in anything or go behind with the creditors or anything like that. Um, I think what they're suggesting is that people need to learn to spend their money. Um, People live on credit a lot, and they buy more than they take in and that Americans might want to relook their finances and their budgeting. Um, It's suggested, and since our students are young, um, and I know I did this with my my, um, oldest daughter when she got out of college, um, savings is important, and it's recommended you save about 20% of your salary. Um, I know um, not being one of those financially responsible people when I was younger due to life um, taking over In the expense of life, sometimes that is a very difficult thing to do. Um, But it's an interesting concept of, um, of people being responsible for themselves and not always dependent on somebody else to take care of them.
2: Right there.
1: Yeah, I'm here. I was just I was waiting if anyone oh. else wanted to yeah, anyone else have any comments on the financial irresponsibility of Americans? I do have a have what the opposite I do. side would say. Go ahead, Ms. Mara.
2: Um just I loved the article. I couldn't agree more about how important not only savings is, but also limiting the amount of debt that you have and <laughs> my students know that I talk about this a lot about like it's important to have credit And as you get older, you're going to need to get a credit card, but also how important, in my opinion, it is to pay it off as soon as you um, build up a balance. Um, Just don't let that debt incur. Um, There's actually a lot of apps now that make savings a lot easier than it was when I was younger. Um, You don't actually have to go to a physical bank to have a savings account anymore. Um, So if anyone wants any names of apps, you know, hit me up. There's a couple that I use for Eden so that she can save her allowance.
3: <laughs> I think, And I think it's funny to start early, and it's kind of like you said, Ms. Mara, with the credit, because I know when I was um, young, and with many more moons than you were younger at that time um, <laughs> ago, um, we didn't were taught a lot of this stuff. And um, I built up, you know, in college, credit card debt thinking, oh, I'll just pay it back. And then, you know, life hits you, and, you know, you have a baby, and you get married, and it costs money, and um, yep. you, you, it's hard to pay it off. I mean, I'll be very honest, like, I probably paid off all my debt a few years ago for the first time, and, I mean, it was very rewarding because I paid it off myself and didn't um, default on any of it, but um, it took a very long time, and I spent a lot more money than I ever used <laughs> to pay that mm-hmm. debt off. Um, and that I think savings is important um, It's sacrificing that new pair of shoes or that dinner out or that cup of coffee um, and the fact that it does give you a sense of financial independence and safety um, that, that allows you to not feel like you depend on anybody in the world. It, makes you, it does give you some independence knowing that you can take care of yourself. And you don't have to worry about it. I mean, I know it's easier said than done. Um, you're, I, I was one who had lived paycheck to paycheck for for years in my life. But I know, like teaching mm-hmm. my kids, like you're teaching Eden, it's so important to start as young. The younger you are,
2: the better you'll be. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more.
1: Yeah, my parents always said um, their big advice to, to me and, and my brothers was. To, if you can't buy something with cash, then try not to buy it unless you absolutely, absolutely need it. You know, because, yeah. so, you know, anytime I have, like right now, like we need a new couch set because we've had this, I've had the same couch for 12 years now, and the couch is kind of falling apart. And, you know, I could afford it, but I want to make sure that I'm able to, like, pay for it. Straight up. I don't want to have to just put things on credit cards. It reminds me of a conversation we had with one of our students last year who shall remain nameless, who said, um, I think Mr. Crowley said something to her, like something like, um, well, what are you going to do for money? Because I'm going to drop out of school and, and I'm just not going to work. Well, what are you going to do for money? She goes, I'm just living off, off my mom's credit card. I'm like, you don't really understand how the world works. A like credit card is not like free money. It doesn't really work that way. Um, I had a kid when I was in eighth grade, had like a bunch of credit cards. I thought that was really weird. It's very, like he had his own like yeah. credit card. Very odd. I don't know what that would be. Um, well, then Ms. your parents Lover,
3: start paying. Coming. You don't get used to it. <laughs> you don't
1: get used to it. Right. I mean, you have to pay it yourself. Um, real quick comment. Then we'll have to move on to Miss Myers' article, but I do agree hundred percent with the personal responsibility thing. I do live with a wife who has had a hard time over her life kind of managing her budget. And I've had to, um, really help her with that. And I'm I'm kind of the person in the house that I'm I'm kind of like the the veto power over over spending and all that. Um, however, on the living paycheck to paycheck, you know, the liberal perspective would be that most Americans are being held down because the majority of wealth in this country is being hoarded by the the top one percent. So anyway, let's just move on. <laughs> it's my, last, my, my last, comment on that. Miss um, yeah, Mr.
3: McGowan, trying to bring some politics into it. Not a good idea. With me. <laughs> well, go I
1: mean, well, just to just to point out like like you mentioned the other day, like any news source you have has bias. And yeah. in the in in the, the just the headline itself, it says financial irresponsibility of Americans and I agree there's a lot of things that are irresponsible about people spending but habits you, but
3: But I've seen people yeah, get raises and just spend more money and they don't save their money. The people oh, are financially true. irresponsible. But,
1: my but grandmother my lived for a lot less money and saved and a and lot judgment. more money. Oh, it's just so true. I mean, it's, it's very true. Um, but many people don't. Many people are not careful with their money. But by calling it financially irresponsibility, the article is showing that there is bias there. That it's by you know going out to dinner is irresponsible. Buying a cup of coffee is irresponsible. And that may be not necessarily true. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But it's 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 making an assumption that some people would disagree with. Is my only point, Miss um, Marl, Let's go to your article about a woman that can smell diseases. Do you want to tell us about that one?
0: <laughs> By the way, if yeah, you're listening, was- the,
1: the links to these articles are down below. Um, it's it's they're both they're below the um the main part of the show. So go down below. You can click on. Ms. Mara's article. Sorry, hey ahead, Ms. Maher.
2: No, that's okay. I was looking for something non-corona related, um, both for myself and for, you know, you guys, um, the kids. And I found this really cool article about a woman who has basically like a super, a super power. Um, she didn't know how strong her sense of smell was. She was married to her husband, and she it starts off talking about how she always loved the smell of his cologne. And one day, after about 20 years of marriage, he started to come home, and she noticed that he smelled completely different. He smelled like musty and kind of like had a yeast smell to him, which is like a bread smell, and she didn't like it, and she was like, what are you doing different? I don't like it. And it really bugged him. And he was like, I don't know. I can't smell it. Nobody else can smell it. Like, well, you lay off, basically. And um, as the years went on, um, he started to develop some health problems. So they went to the doctors, and they actually found out that he had a disease called Parkinson's disease. And the woman mentioned to a doctor that she, had, she thought that um, she could basically smell it on him. And the doctor kind of wrote her off as, not crazy but he was like yeah i don't really know how that like relates to you being able to figure out that he had parkinson's but then the doctor started to see research coming out about how dogs apparently which is something i want to do more research on but dogs are able to uh sense cancer in some or smell cancer in some um of their you know owners and he called her back and they uh he was like yeah i really want to work with you and see if this is legit so he gave her a test Um, where they took like t-shirts of people that some people didn't have Parkinson's, some people did, and they were at different stages. And she overwhelmingly, I think it was like, she was able to identify like 95% of the people that had Parkinson's based on the smell. So now there's like new research that um, they're working with her to see like how this works and hopefully to be able to identify early because Parkinson's is a disease that if you catch it earlier, you know, um, the hope is it won't develop into such a bad disease, you know, with severe consequences. So it was yeah. cool. Check it out.
1: My my grandfather lived for ten years with Parkinson's, from his late seventies to to his late eighties. But it's it's, yeah. it's and it's funny how you mentioned it, it's a superpower because it really is.
2: Yeah, it's like something out of
1: like the X Men or something
2: exactly that's what it made me think of it made me think of the x-men yeah or like marvel superheroes
1: <laughs> that could be another uh question of the day like if you could have one random superpower like like obviously people <laughs> would like want to fly i could smell parkinson's disease
2: <laughs> <laughs> right probably not the best that's like that's kind of like a
1: mad you know. libs that's like a mad libs for like superhero like comic book writers <laughs> 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 exactly <laughs> Smelling diseases. Um, so we do have a call in number still five one six five nine zero zero nine nine seven. However, if you want to email, um, you can also email me. I do have my email open. We did get a guess on the math problem of the week from Christy. Um, unfortunately, Christy's guess is eleven days, which is incorrect. So sorry, Christy, um, when I lost my incorrect thing, oh. Sorry, Christy. Eleven isn't the correct answer. Um, but if anyone else wants to call in with the math problem of the week, or just w- if you want to email me if you're shy about calling in, if you want to just email with some comments, also, I can read them on the air and say it's from you. Um, yeah, You don't necessarily have to call in, but we'd like to hear from you guys and like to hear you interact with, with the show as we go on. Um, the article I was going to have was about, I think golf courses count as essential businesses. Because as we know, yesterday, the governor ordered all the non-essential businesses in Massachusetts to close, but there's the Mass Golf Association, the MGA, is trying to remain open and declare themselves as an essential business. What are our thoughts Hmm. on that?
3: I guess. You get
2: six feet apart on a golf course.
3: (laughs) That's what I said. I I mean, it's
2: one of the safer things to do.
1: Right. I mean, of of all sports and, like, recreation activities, like golf, you could you could easily say say six feet apart from people. Um, you don't and they're, what they're doing now in the golf courses is they're taking the cups out, so they're just putting it on top. So you don't have to put you don't have to touch the flag, and you don't have to t- touch the okay. inside. Your ball will hit the cup, and then you can just pick up your ball and go away. But interesting, I'd, I'd like to see the golf courses remain open because I did have some golf plans for the next few weeks. Okay,
3: if the liquor if the liquor stores can stay open, the golf courses. And, um, right? I would,
1: yeah. <laughs> right? Absolutely. I, comp- I completely agree. So I, It's not like a bowling
3: alley like where you're like on top of each other. I think you're outside. You're six feet apart. Um, you're in groups less than 10 if you're golfing, and um, they can stagger it on a course. It's not like you're congregating in a building. Agreed. That's my philosophy.
1: So let's do it. Golf courses, I support you. Let's remain open. During the during the so it's a little bit cold
3: for golfing, if you ask me. But
1: that's no, I've, I've i i played I've played in January before. I mean, as long as it's as long as yeah. the, the course is dry and as long as it's as long as there's no snow on the ground, you have. I mean, I have gloves. I have winter gear. I got I got stuff. You can you you can uh, layer up. Mama love it.
3: All right, I, uh, I know, list. but I get cold just standing outside at recess.
1: <laughs> I know you do. Yeah, you're you have very little tolerance for cold. We know that you're you're the indoor person. I'm the outdoor person at at recess. And uh, Mara is also outdoor. Yeah, she's also outdoor, too. She usually.
2: She really live. doesn't like the outdoor, though. I just, I just like it greatly, though, unless it's nice. She out. doesn't
1: like it, but she does have the guts to go out there and, um, and stand and keep keeping <laughs> company. All right. Um, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we'll do music trivia.
0: With Smart Ride from Nationwide, you can get a discount for safe driving. Does she get one? Mrs. Carmichael, safest driver in Paytonville. Nickname's Featherfoot, but she never jams the brake. Well, now,
1: that guy.
2: That's a tree.
0: So, no? No, yeah, no discount.
2: For years, I suffered from vertigo.
1: Out of nowhere, I'd feel dizzy, disoriented, even nauseous.
3: Grandma mean helped my flashes subside, and I hadn't had a flare up in years. Years. Years.
1: Until recently
2: I was jogging Listening to Spotify Casually
1: browsing iTunes
2: Flipping through the radio And I heard this new song That I loved I loved I looked to see who it was And that's when the
1: vertical hit
0: It was Taylor Swift Taylor Swift Taylor Swift
1: The whole room started spinning I felt
0: nauseous I don't like Taylor
3: Swift I know I don't
1: Yes you do You friggin' love her Hi, I'm neurologist Dr. David Doctor
3: Over the last one
1: month, realizing you love Taylor Swift has become the leading cause of vertigo in adults. That's right now, there's Swift to me. The fast-acting antihistamine tablet that's pink and bubbly, just like
3: Taylor herself. I took my daughters to a Taylor Swift concert. I did not want to go. I do not get it. But as soon as the concert started, I was on the ground. My daughter said
0: I was slurring my words, and that those words were girl can write a song. Swift
2: me. I never got into Taylor Swift because in interviews, she's always like, I'm Taylor Swift. It's like, no. Then the other day, I found myself humming shake it off, and I got
3: so dizzy, I fell into traffic. Thanks a lot, Taylor. Just kidding. You're amazing. Medically speaking,
1: Taylor Swift's onset vertigo occurs when one of her songs forces your brain to fight your ears.
3: Your frontal dog says, oh,
1: Taylor Swift. She's always wearing like a 1950s bathing suit. But your ears say, shut up. This is a perfect spot. <laughs> Taylor Swift onset vertigo can strike anytime, any place. Oh man, this
2: beat is banging!
0: Who is it? Taylor Swift! What? I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I you love Taylor Swift. <laughs>
1: With me,
0: when you realize you love Taylor Swift. Damn it! She got me.
1: All right, we're back on the Mama Lovett show. Mr. McGowan here with Mama Lovett, Miss Mara, and special to Jaffe still on the line. Um, so guys, yeah, let's
3: oh, let's hi, go to Mister Jaffe.
1: Mister Jaffe, oh, Mister Jaffe. Hi, yeah, I don't know if, if we said that to Miss Mara earlier. So Miss um, Lovett, I mean Miss Lovett, we before you got on, we were talking about Miss Mr. Jaffe's article that he posted on Google Classroom, another great Ray Bradbury story called "All Summer in a Day."
3: Oh yeah, All Summer in a Day. All Summer yeah, in a day. Yeah, day. That's the one about on the Venus Rain.
1: Yep, the Venus Rain. Seven years of Venus Rain. All right. Yes. Yeah. So for trivia today. I want to do something a little different, and since I figure we can do Mondays, we can do our birthdays and, and our historical events. But what we'll do on Wednesdays and Fridays. I will allow the the winning, uh, the, the 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 reigning champion. in This case is Miss Mara to pick a category for a trivia quiz. So Miss Mara picked music, and so Mister Jaffe, you can play <laughs> along too if you want. Okay. Um,
3: Thanks. For so here's <laughs> won't go here's the, here's the quiz for today. I'm post-
1: the quiz for today is finish that music lyric all right so i will tell you the artist and the number of words that you have to say and then i will give you the lyric and then you have to say what the next five or six or three or four words are whatever it is and then each one is worth one point now we could do this one of two ways we could go around and give everyone a shot or I could say it out loud and you guys could like buzz in by saying your names and the first one gets it. What do you think? Miss Mara, it's your show. What do you want to do? I mean Miss Oh. I say. No, <laughs> go and ahead, go Ms. let's Bart. go with this. Yeah, sorry, Miss Mara, you're the defend you're the um defending champion, so why don't you decide? Should we go one at a time or should I read it out loud and you can buzz in?
2: Um let's do one at a time and see how that goes.
1: Okay. All right, so, Ms. Marr, do you want to go first or do you want to go last?
2: I will go first.
1: Okay, first up. The artist is Stevie Wonder, and you have to provide five words. Ready?
2: Yes.
1: No April rain, no flowers bloom, no wedding Saturday. Go.
2: I have no idea.
1: All right. Anyone else know?
3: Yep. It, I got uh, it. In the month in the of month. June. <laughs>
1: Within the month of June, within the month of June, Mama love Mama love Gets a point for that one. All right, let's go to Mr. Jaffe for the next one. The artist is Queen, and you have to come I'm up not with six get it. words. Go
0: ahead.
1: Six words. Ready? Mama just yeah. killed a man. Put a gun against his head. Go.
0: Uh, yeah, I know the the uh, song, but I um, I uh, I.
1: Yes. Amara, I know it. Who's that? I just, just say your name. Say, say Levitt no, or Mara.
2: Miss Mara. Miss
1: Mara. Mara, what do you got?
2: Hold that trigger.
1: Now he's dead. Uh, close enough. We'll give it. Hold my trigger. Now he's dead. We'll call that. We'll give this one. All right, Miss. That's pulled my trigger. Now he's dead. Miss Levitt, you're up. This is Steve Miller Band. You've got five words. Some people okay. call me the space cowboy. Some call me the gangster of love. Go.
3: call me the some people call me some people call me maurice I forget. <laughs>
1: some people call me Maurice is correct all right oh, really? yeah, you are correct all right, so let's go, miss Mara you're next. This is Katie Perry, and you have to come up with three words okay. I kissed the girl and I liked it. The taste of?
2: Her cherry chapstick.
1: That's correct for one point. All right. Uh, Mr. Jaffe, you have Bob Seager. Bob Seager, and you have to come up with four words.
0: Still like
3: that old time
1: rock and roll, that kind of music. I soothe my soul. Oh,
3: yeah, Mr. Jaffe. (laughs)
1: <laughs> we'll give it to him you gotta
0: give me some leeway yeah.
1: yeah just so you get, you get a little bit of leeway there let's see so Levitt has two um, Mara has two Mr. Jaffe has got one all right Miss, Miss Levitt you're up next um, the artist is Madonna and you come up with four words Papa don't preach I'm in trouble deep Papa don't preach
3: Hang on, pop. I'm having a baby.
1: <laughs> You're on the No, who Who else would Ms. like to Mara. steal that one? Mara, go.
2: Is it? I've been losing sleep.
1: That is correct. I've been losing yeah. sleep. I've been because losing I'm sleep
2: because I'm having a been... baby. <laughs> yeah, I've <been> losing... <laughs>
1: And then later on, it does say, it does say, I'm, um, but I've made up my mind. I'm keeping my baby. Uh, oh. <laughs> okay. Next up, we have Miss Mara. You're up. Miss Mara's up three to two to one. Uh, Miss Mara, your artist is Paul Simon, and you need ten words for this one. Oh ten my words goodness. Simon. Okay. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty and.
2: Betty, when you call me, you can call me Al.
1: That's correct, Betty. You can. When you I'm gonna call thank me, you my dad for me. playing
2: uh, Paul Simon throughout my childhood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right, you got Miss Myers got four. Um, next up is Mr. Jaffe. Your artist is Michael Jackson, and you need six words. Okay. okay. Billy Dean is not my lover. She's just a girl who. <laughs> Mister Jaffe, you're up.
0: I, uh, um I you know I'm gonna be uh, one for two. I don't know. I mean I know the song, but. I love it, love it, love
3: it. Love it. What do you got? <laughs>
0: She's just key. a girl who.
3: My song. <laughs> That the kid is my son. She's just the girl who says that kid is my son. Or
2: no? <laughs>
1: nope. Mara, Mara. Mara, last chance. Go. She's just a girl who
2: thinks that I am the one.
1: Uh, close, close enough. Close enough. Technically, it claims that I am the one, but we'll give we'll, we'll what? give her that one. claim. Just a girl who claims, claims I, that, see, I, that he's, claims,
3: the, he's the baby's daddy. I, I don't know. Claims
1: that I am the one, but the kid is not my
3: son. I don't think son. you should give
2: me that
1: one. All right, so you don't want that one. All right, good. We'll, we'll go for it. That's, that's that's very uh, honorable, <laughs> if you miss All right, next up is Miss Levitt, and your your artist is Abba. Yeah, Abba, like Abba. <laughs> Abba. okay, Abba, Abba, Abba. Mamma Mia, here I go again. My my, how can I resist you, Mamma Mia?
3: (laughs) Papatia, I don't know. I don't know that one.
1: Anyone else want to do Abba? Mamma Mia, how can I resist you, Mamma Mia?
3: I know, I'm the dancing queen.
1: Right. I don't know the three, (laughs) two, one. And the answer is, does it show again? So no one gets that one. Um, next up is Miss Mara. You've got Britney Spears. Five. Oh yeah. Words. Oops, I did it again. I played with your heart. All
2: right, hold on. Oops, I did it again. got
1: lost in the game. And that is correct. Got lost in the game. Um, next one goes to Mr. Jaffe. Mr. Jaffe, this one out of your out of your era, The Beatles. You've got seven words. Lend me your ears, and I'll sing you a song, and I'll.
0: I I, something. I hope to play it not out of tune. I get by with a little help from my friends.
1: You got the right right song, but the wrong the wrong um, the wrong finish. So once again, this one is: Lend me your ears, and I'll sing you a song, and I'll love it, Omara. Uh-uh, I don't know it. What... You, you guys need some culture in your life. Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song and I'll try not to sing out of key. And then I get by with a little help from my friends. All right, Miss Levitt, you're up next. You got Bruce Springsteen. Seven words. Glory days, well, they'll pass you by. Glory days in... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else? Glory days.
3: They'll pass nope. you by. Glory days.
1: No one knows this one? What's I do know the song.
3: I don't know the words. <laughs>
1: no, I Glory days, and it goes, In the Wink of a Young Girl's Eye. All right. Next up is Miss Mara. You have ACDC. Eight words. Oh, Lord. He was a fast machine. She kept her motor clean. She was?
2: Oh, um... A real humdinger of a lady. I don't know.
1: Levitt or Jaffe? She was a fast machine. She was a smoke machine. machine. (laughs) She was the best darn woman that I ever seen. Edited for radio right there. right, we got two more. So Mr. Jaffe gets one and Miss Levitt gets one. Uh, Mr. Jaffe, you get Billy Joel. Five words. Sing us a okay. song, you piano man. Sing us a song tonight. we well. We're all in.
0: The mood from a, a memory. Something uh, about feeling alright.
2: <laughs> so, so, so close. So we're, we're close. so close.
1: Everyone so close. Mara, Mara go. Mara. We're all.
2: We're all in the mood for a melody. a melody
1: melody. we're all in the mood for a melody and you've got us feeling all right all right last one goes to levitt um mara has five levitt has two jaffe has one so miss mara has 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 clinched this one um but this is the eagles and you got five words on a dark desert highway cool wind in my hair warm smell of colita's Words, but I know the song. <laughs> Anyone else know this one from the Eagles, from Hotel California?
2: I love this song, but I don't know it.
1: Rising up in the air. All right, congratulations. Final score: of Mr. Jaffe got one, Miss Levitt got two, and Miss Mara got six. So congratulations, Miss Mara. Woo-hoo. Friday's category as well. The only, the only uh, stipulation is we can't have a repeat category, so you cannot pick music on Friday. So we'll, oh. we'll, dis- we'll, we'll discuss that before. All right, let's wrap up our show. Anyone else have any last thoughts before we move on? We didn't get any callers today. What's up? The kids are, is anyone awake? Yeah,
2: come on, guys. You got to call in. We want to talk to you.
1: I know. I got, I got Christy. Christy Christy's, Christy's emailing. Christy's like, it's 10 days. We still have, I know we still have people listening. I can see the numbers of people listening. I know you're listening. But, you know, if you just want to listen, and just that's fine as well. We'd love to hear your voices, though, if you want to call in. Friday morning, we'll be up here at 10 o'clock. Oh, I will do an idiom of the day today. Today's idiom of the day is going to be keep a stiff upper lip.
2: Keep um, a stiff McGowan, upper lip. Yeah, go ahead. Maybe we can have the kid pick the category for the next trivia.
1: Ooh, good question. That's a good
2: yeah, idea, Miss Mar. Great
1: idea. Let's do that. So, um, on Friday, the caller. So we'll have someone who will call in. If you want to do trivia, you can call in, and then you can also participate in the trivia. And you can pick. And, well, a student will pick the category. Great idea. So we'll do that for Friday. Friday at 10 o'clock, we'll do our show. Um, there will be season one, episode six of the Mama Lovett Show. Um, our idiom today is "keep a stiff upper lip," which means to show courage or strength when faced with problems, or to show no emotion. There are many ideas about where the thing got started. One is that years ago, British soldiers would put wax or even scar on their mustaches so they would stay perfectly stiff and still while the men were at attention. So a stiff upper lip is to have your mustache not blow around in the air. So I'll put a thing up if you wants to comment on who is most likely to keep a stiff upper lip or right about a time when you had to keep a stiff upper lip. I think we're all keeping a stiff upper lip these days. Kind of hey, I'm, um,
0: uh, yeah. Continue to check your uh, emails for science stuff. Your science uh, classroom. I'm checking out the the uh, chick cam now. On uh, and uh, the chicks are all. They seem to have all hatched and they're running around, eating. So check out oh. the chick cam that I sent you and um, see you Friday.
1: Are we, oh, uh, are we- Matthew, we're gonna do a Google Meet tomorrow, right? I think oh, yeah. we had Let's trouble. About
0: how about a, how about a zoom meeting tomorrow? What time?
1: Uh, 10 o'clock. If that, isn't that what you said first? We can do 10 o'clock.
0: 10 o'clock. Uh, all right, everybody, 10 o'clock. Check your email. I'll give you a uh, URL and a password and we'll see if we can get a zoom meeting going and we can say hi to each other face to face.
1: You know what one positive about not having any student callers today was that both Adam and Diego are now going to be officially off their bands for Friday. So if you guys want to call in (laughs) your, your on-air suspension has been lifted. If you, if you want to call in (laughs) on on Friday. All right. Any last Uh, thoughts um, before we sign off?
2: No, just that we truly miss you guys so much. And um, we hope you guys continue to listen and Check out the Zoom tomorrow. I'll be there. Well, I'll be there, I think.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, we'll, we'll see. We yeah, have a little trouble with Google Hangouts, but uh, hopefully Zoom will work.
1: Mm-hmm. Miss Levy, you got anything?
3: Um, nope, I just I posted a couple things. Take a look. It's just my history, books. If you like history, you'll like learning about the bubonic flakes. That's what I would have taught if I was teaching world history. Um. And um, other than that, I hope everybody's enjoying themselves um, and trying to stay busy. Um, So keep reading. Oh, and, I you know, um, I hear that Audiobooks is having a 30-day free trial. For those of you that want to read a book but don't necessarily like reading the book, you can listen to a book online that you want to pick, and they're doing their free 30-day trial. So download it and give it a go.
1: Yeah, I would, I would also say that too. Read a book or listen to a book. I love audio books. I like listening, listening. We listen in the car. I'll listen like late at night before I go to bed. So yeah, those are good ideas. Stay busy. Stay reading. Do your Google Classroom. Be nice to people. Be nice to your parents. Be nice to your siblings. We're all in this together. We're all hanging in there to the end. So this is Mr. McGowan for Ms. Mara, Ms. Lovett, and Mr. Jaffe. Signing off for Season 1, Episode 5 of the Mama Levitt Show. And we'll see you guys on Friday at 10 o'clock and maybe tomorrow at 10 o'clock in the Zoom.